someday when we have super fans, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna request that somebody makes an Excel spreadsheet of all the uh, oh, winning yeah. records for these games. <laughs> you won't have to request it. People will do it voluntarily. People like Mike who like numbers will just do it for fun. My body is ready. All of this just works. It just works. Who's laughing now? Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 81, the Microsoft Office episode of the Game Groups podcast, the all-encompassing weekly gaming podcast from us, the good night groups. My name is Matt, and today I'm joined by Mike, Josh, and Paul. And I hope you're all enjoying the new intro that I that I put in there. It started last week, second week, this this week. I, I hope you're enjoying it. But let's get right into things, guys. Instead of asking you guys how you're doing, I want to ask everyone what their peak of the week has been. Mike, we're going to you first, my friend, my pal, my compadre, my bud. What was the best thing that happened to you this week? I got to know life play Hollow Knight for the past three days, and it's been yeah, great. Yeah, very nice. That's that's my peak. I, I got to be honest. I, as, as We do a gaming podcast, and I really don't know that much about Hollow Knight. Like, I know it's a beloved game. I know you play, like, bugs and whatnot, and it's like a Metroidvania type thing. But is Hollow Knight one of those games that you can just kind of play forever? Maybe I I don't know what you mean by that question. I I would it's, say yes. It's not procedural. Like I guess uh, no. So there's no procedural aspects. There's no there's no like roguelite aspects to it. it it's it a really, Metroidvania. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't know if it had roguelite aspects to it, but it's no. So it's just a Metroidvania. Okay. Well, yeah. very nice. How much is it a long game? I guess you know life different last three days, so it must be pretty long. I have 24 hours played, and I am say I'm pretty far. That's pretty long though for, long for an game, indie yeah. like that. And if you go yeah. back, I think and like really backtrack for like completion, it's quite large. I, I I'm backtracking for completion. Okay, yeah. nice. It is. There's a lot. Um, there are two achievements for speedrunning the game: one to complete the game in under ten hours, and one to complete the game in under five. Wow, that's a long speedrun. <laughs> pretty <laughs> yeah. lengthy. So, uh, Mike, actually, a neat little thing about the Xbox uh, thing, it gives how long to beat uh, in their actual oh, like, yeah, it does. Uh, desktop companion. So it says oh, yeah. 26 hours to beat Hollow Knight for the main story. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, it's super useful. It's helped me out a lot. I yeah. love the, the the stuff that the new consoles have done with integrating all these outside things, like PlayStation with their hints and now Xbox with the how long to beat. And there's other stuff I just can't think of off the top of my head, but I, I love all the stuff that the new consoles are doing. Josh, let's go to you now. What's the best thing that happened to you this week? I'll just call it like a collective of things. I, me, me and Kayla just got things put together and ready. I don't know. It's like ready. We we didn't like, yeah, we installed the sex oh. swing. No, we, um, <laughs> we, you know how after the new year, your brain just says you want to reset, fix things. And, you know, it's a new year, new me, brain must cleanse I've heard of this, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. New Year's resolutions <laughs> or something. But we just decided, fuck it, we're going to go hard and we're going to clean. We're going to get this place in tip-top shape. And, of course, you know, you guys stay on top of it. We wiped it out. We cleaned the fuck out of this place, and it looks wonderful. And we also jumped on top of uh, dieting and exercising and all that stuff. And we've actually been pretty pretty steady and consistent with it. So we're, And you know, on top of each other. 
and on top of each other. That's true. Um, sex swing depending, though. Shout out to the sex swing, yeah. Shout out to sex, man. Yep, yep. Sex is great. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, peak, peak of my week, actually. It's uh, I've been fucking my brains out. <laughs> okay. Just alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's... I don't know. Uh, Paul, <laughs> what's the thing? The what's the like the what's it called when the cell can? Uh, what is it called? The, the mitochondria when they do it on their own? Oh, um, like an asexual reproduction. <laughs> yes, and mitos- yes, mitosis. Yeah, exactly, I think yeah, something like that. Yep. All right, let's move on. Paul, <laughs> what's the best thing that happened to you this week? Oh wow! Sorry, I'm just uh, <laughs> have to retrain my brain here it's like it's new year's day right here um best thing that's happened to me this week uh and i wasn't here last week so kind of in the new year here not a lot i mean it hasn't (laughs) been bad but it's been one of those things right where it's like i don't know you could either have that thing where you're like new year new me or you could be like it's january and everything is a blob like it's been like a month and a half or two months of like holidays are coming holidays are here holidays are ending and now it's like what oh i have to do a whole new year and there's like i don't have a like a uh, there's not like a national holiday for like two, three months. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm kind of in that mode, but it's been good. You know, I, I, I we tidied up the office. Uh, so that's nice. There's boxes behind me, but um, I will say like in general, my, my main desk space is a lot better, which last week going back to work after having a little bit of time off during the break and then having all this like shit everywhere. Like it was a mess in here, not literal shit, but uh, so it was really, really nice to just tidy up because like I could not work effectively in that space and also just been playing some games. Uh, yeah. I would say I've really been gaming uh, this, this last week and a half, really going hard in The Witcher, which we'll talk more about in the water cooler and some other stuff, too. But yeah, honestly, gaming probably is the the peak and just tidying up the office here. So long, long answer to a short actual answer. Very nice. I love that three of us, the answer is like tidying up your space because I had the week off. I got a ton of stuff done. I had a nice time chilling out, but I organized my office. And for those of you, you guys don't have a video version, but I've had a green screen behind me for basically since we started Goodnight Grooves. For for the, for the a no video podcast. Yeah, for a no video podcast <laughs> when I would occasionally stream. But I've done away with the green screen. I, I put up a bookcase behind me, got something from Ikea, put up a bookcase, put my game collection on there. The one that I've been talking about the last few episodes that I'm sort of starting and it looks good it looks good there's more that needs to be done in this room i, I put up this this nice uh light up ice house beer sign which is which is really cool um you, you can't see that in the in the video but it looks nice in the room and it's it's just it's looking good there's more work that needs to be done but it's on its way for sure it looks great pal i really like the xbox and uh playstation led lights you have on the back of yeah. your. i don't know if they're still on the shelf there but they were when they you were showing yeah. it off but very, very cool. Again, not interesting to anyone listening, but it's 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 snazzy. Maybe we'll post it in the Discord. Post a pic. It was a really weird decision to put that giant I hate PlayStation, PlayStation sucks ass poster up mm-hmm. there, but you know. Yeah. yeah. Someone sabotaged my room. It was it was weird. It fit really well right next to the life-size Jar Jar Binks statue. <laughs> yeah, the cardboard cutout <laughs> yeah, from yeah. 2001. Wait, when did it come out? 98? 99, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. But the cutouts from 2001, they made it later on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually, the, it's not even the they original They couldn't get movie, rid of it. Jar-Jar. They couldn't get rid of it, actually. Yeah. They had it for two years. They accidentally it kept the printing HD them. DVD release. Fuck <laughs> it. HD DVD. Oh, man. <laughs> that brings me back. All right, let's move on to show me your trends. In show me your trends, I give the panelists the beginning of a Google search phrase. They have to tell me how the top result ends by picking from three options. One is right. 
two are wrong. Searches are made in incognito mode to get the purest answers possible. <laughs> We're going to play three quick rounds. Round one. Why does coffee blank? Why does coffee make you sleepy? Why does coffee make my stomach hurt? Or why does coffee make you poop? I feel like I'm just going to go with poop right off the rip because it's just like a universal experience. You drink coffee, you shit. So see, I'm kind of going a different way because I feel like you know that you have coffee and you shit. That's just like a universal thing. But it's like, <laughs> why is my stomach hurting? And then you might be like, well, because you have to shit. And it's like, but this is on another level. Oh. So maybe that's a worry. But also sleepy is a good one because it's like that shouldn't be happening. So people would Google <laughs> that. I'm going to say, why does coffee make me sleepy? What was the third option? Make you poop. Poo-poo duty. No, no, no. no sorry. The, the option that people didn't pick. Uh, make you sleepy, make my stomach hurt, and make you poop. Ah, there you go. Firstly, the coffee's making your stomach hurt because you're lactose intolerant and you're adding milk and cream to it. <laughs> it could be. I drink black coffee and that shit like rips me up, I will say. Yeah. Why do I do this to myself every morning? I don't I really don't get it. It doesn't oh, even, it it hurts like, so good. The caffeine doesn't it. even really give me that much of a high. Mm -mm. Like I don't really oh. get that much out of it. It's routine for me. You gotta Literally, get the you it. gotta get the right type of coffee, man. I'll I'll send you something. Oh, can we do that across <laughs> international lines? I think so. We'll just pretend it's we'll pretend it's an Xbox or something. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'm going with poop because I've Googled it before. Oh, okay. The, <laughs> the answer. <laughs> what the fuck is happening back there? <laughs> the answer is why does coffee make you poop? Why does it make you poop? Yeah. Why does it? Do we know why? Uh, no, I don't. We'll find out. Don't worry. It looks so much like poo. It doesn't have to do a lot of work to get to the uh, the end result. Round two. How to spell blank, how to spell beautiful, how to spell favorite, or how to spell Wednesday. 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 People panic about that shit. Yeah. Also, the show right now, popular. True. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm going with Wednesday. The answer is how to spell B-E-A-U-tiful. Wow. Wow, it's such an easy one. B-E-A-U-tiful. I say that in my head every single time I spell that word. I and I, I think, what was that from? Uh, Bruce Almighty, right? Wasn't that a Bruce Almighty thing? <laughs> <laughs> That's a movie I've sure. seen in a long time. <laughs> anyway, all right, round three. I have to pull up the compendium for that one. <laughs> round three. Uh, hold on. Uh, we just had someone post in chat here. Uh, Josh posted in chat why coffee makes you poop. I'm going to read it out for everyone. The coffee, sorry. Off to second word already wrong. Okay, B E A beautiful. Okay, just <laughs> the caffeine and coffee can stimulate colonic activity, triggering some people to have a bowel movement after drinking coffee. Matt, drinking, slow down. I'm getting a little hot and heavy over here. <laughs> drinking excess amounts of caffeine or coffee may cause diarrhea Ooh. in some people. Ouchie, wowie. In other cases, drinking coffee with milk or creamer, as Mike said, can cause diarrhea <laughs> and people twice. with lactose intolerance. People really be shit. Do you spell that one out? D-I-A-R-E-A? Do you do yeah. that one in your head? Imagine if people had the lactose intolerance and they had the sensitivity sensitivity to uh, caffeine. They're just shitting everything. I think I out. do. Yeah, I think I do as well. <laughs> you I don't use really cream. I don't use cream, but like that would definitely yeah. do it. All right, round three. Were dinosaurs blank? Were dinosaurs mammals? 
Were dinosaurs real mm -hmm. or were dinosaurs actually dragons? <laughs> These are all great questions. Were dinosaurs actually dragons? The wildest part is that they're all it's true, which is insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Something about the mammals would fucking broke me the fuck up. Yep. No one's Googling the dragon one, right? No. There's no well. shot. Actually, it just sounds too long. Actually, dragons. It just feels like too feels too like much. Debate. Yeah, you know the mammals thing. I can kind of get because no, I I can birds. see. I, well, that's the thing. I can see people thinking that birds are mammals, and then who is thinking Google? that birds are mammals? Yeah, I don't understand why people, you think birds are mammals. People, people think birds people. aren't real because they think they're robots, but not necessarily mammals. Well, yeah, birds they're drones. Yeah, they're they're all drones. <laughs> of course. All right, we need answers. I, I know. I, it's just they're all really good. Um, I would say um, I do remember reading a book about how dinosaurs are. I think I read a flat earther book once. They did mention that there were dinosaurs roaming on that flat, flat earth. But It's uh, so flat. <laughs> it's so flat. It's wild. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say real. I'm going to say are they real? I'm going with real too. That's that's. that's I think be it might be mammals, but I just I can't. I can't give that. Yep. No, dragons. <laughs> the answer is were dinosaurs Real. Were they real? Paul, I have a question for you since sure. you read that Flat Earther book. Uh-huh. How flat do they think the Earth was? Or is, sorry, is, I guess. Like, how flat? Like, a couple feet flat? Uh, <laughs> or, like, thick? Or, like, a mile, like tens of miles thick? Are you talking about, like, thin? How thin they think it is? Yes. They, th they so, think yeah. it's the normal amount of continent uh, depth, I think. It's just, it's just completely flat. Well, okay, so I understand the constant. I mean, I guess when you go to the bottom, how much do they think is down there? Uh, great question. It's just a little guy down there, I think, is what they think. Oh, okay. Sitting on a chair, and he goes like, this, this is it. This is it. This is the bottom. Don't go any lower. You're going to be in space, fool. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, <laughs> thanks for answering that. Okay, so the next segment is a mystery segment. The guys don't... This is the first time we've done a segment the guys don't have any idea what this segment is. This segment is going to be a lot of me reading, but hopefully there's also going to be some reaction from the guys and so that we can riff off that a little bit. Is this erotica? What's going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to read an entire erotica novel. A Witcher erotica that yeah. you wrote? All right, so I'm calling this segment The Spreadsheet. So throughout the history of the show, for the first 80 episodes, at various times, we've talked about tallying up all the scores from the many mini games that we've played. In fact, I'm including an audio clip somewhere in this episode from episode 11, where we think that I first talked about a super fan someday putting together a spreadsheet. Well, gentlemen. Oh, my God. We officially have a spreadsheet. That super fan happened to be my wife. No way. <laughs> so... I want to give a massive thank you to her. She went back, listened to every single episode, tallied up all the scores, and made notes along the way. And I'm not going to read all the notes what? that she made. Holy shit. Because there's a lot, but we but I'm going to share the spreadsheet with you guys afterwards. And eventually, what she wants to do is put together like a wiki um, for all of this, and it'll all, all be on there. I have two things to say quick. A, this is absolutely adorable and loving <laughs> and incredible. Um, also, we don't deserve this kind of fandom. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. And and not. and also one last thing. Uh, that's fucking crazy. So she also added to my notes here when we were going over this last night. She wrote in, "I love you, and you are the light of my life." Um, I am. I will say that sincerely, but I do. I will note that she wrote that in there. That was not my writing. Uh, it's only fair that I say that. 
She wrote that to, about us? About she wrote that about me saying that about her. <laughs> so, right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh but I do love <laughs> I do love you. You are, in fact, the light of my life. All right. So without further ado, guys, let's see how you guys did in the mini games over the first 80 episodes of the podcast. Funny enough, we're starting off with trending topics because for the longest time I said it wasn't a game. So do we just want to guess, I guess, at first to see who's going to win each one? Because absolutely Paul is going to win trending topics. Yeah, yeah. You guys can do that. Let yeah, me let it's me, not a game. Yeah. Let me go through. Let me go over a little mm-hmm. bit here and, okay. and then you guys can guess. That's a good. I, I like that. I like that spin on it. All right. So trending topics started in episode five. Started in episode five. We've had three guests participate in this. Evac participated in it, Amy and Ross. Amy was the winningest of the guests. Who has the most wins? I just want to say, yeah, I think Amy Amy is the most on trend of our guests. So that makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'd like to imagine I have the most wins, but I'm worried. I, I, I think the first half of the show, like the first 40 episodes, maybe I was really on it and I've fallen off. Um, I'm worried it might be Josh, uh-uh. but I'm going to put my soul into this answer and say it's me. It's got to be you, Paul. I'm putting my faith into you. It's going to be you. You get it right too many times. Yeah, no, it's Paul. Okay. It's not me. So <laughs> I know that for sure. Paul has won the most, It's but it's close. Wow. Okay. Paul has won 10 times and he has 14 ties. Mike has won nine times and he has 11 ties. The fuck? Josh has won seven times and he has 15 <laughs> ties. Jesus Christ. Wow. So as far as total correct guesses over the first 80 episodes, Paul correctly guessed 56 times. Oh, yeah. Mike and Josh tied at 51 correct guesses each. Damn. So it was close. It was really actually close. was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I thought we got blown the fuck out. There was only one episode in which no one got a single correct answer. That was episode 18. Wow. <laughs> good God. In episode 22, <laughs> Paul declared that he was, quote, good at trending topics. And I guess that ended up being true. Damn. <laughs> Takes that aged well. Okay. Really funny moment if you go back and listen. But in episode 24, you guys had to do all your answers in Pokemon voices. <laughs> wow. I 100% don't remember that. I it was really that. funny. I listened to it again last night. It was good. I love being, I love that it's been enough time. It's great that we waited 80 episodes for this because like there's enough here that I forget stuff happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Episode 36, I forgot what primary colors were. Uh, <laughs> you thought it was red, green, blue? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then episode 37, which was the first lost episode, featured two attempts at trending topics. <laughs> yeah. And in the second attempt, the... Options were Guild Wars, World of Warcraft, and the winner was Jared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's trending topics. Next, we have Show Me Your Trends. Show Me Your Trends started in episode 50, so it's a bit more recent, but we've done it almost every episode since episode 50. We had four guests participate in this, Dre, Fave, Cope, and Ross. Fave won the game that he was in. And this is the segment that coined the phrase, wash your chicken. In episode 60. <laughs> Our famous catchphrase. Yeah, you can get yeah. Wash Your Chicken t-shirts at uh, patreon.com slash goodnightgroups. One day. It's said many times throughout the episodes that Paul believes he's the winningest at this game. Do you guys think that's true? Show me your trends. Jesus. Yeah, probably. If, if we're staying consistent. I, I think it's consistent, so yeah. sure. This is where I think I fall off. I'm going to put my vote to Josh. 
Yeah, so it's not true. Paul's not the winningest at this. Paul has six wins and five ties, but the winner is Mike. He has eight wins and ten ties. Wow. Wow. Okay. Josh has three wins and nine (laughs) ties. Wow, that's way off. I'm dog shit. As far as total correct guesses, Mike has 34 total correct guesses. Paul's 26 and Josh has 24. Okay. Damn. So Mike is pretty far ahead as far as total correct guesses. Yeah. Paul has requested that I repeat the questions 11 different times. (laughs) (laughs) This is like a fucking Spotify, right? Oh, I I love love this. this. Mike has done it three times. We can add on to that tonight. And Josh has done it once. Yeah, that's surprising. Wow. In episode 52, Mike learned that a human being did not invent the peanut. (laughs) (laughs) In episode 66, the second lost episode, Paul asked everyone to do their best Sega scream. And my wife uh, complimented Josh's scream from that one. Uh, But then Paul proceeded to sing the Bratz theme song. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, girls with a passion for fashion. Yeah. And then uh, in episode 67, that featured uh, our commentary on sneezing as men who are aging. And then <laughs> in the following episode, Josh appropriately shouts out the elderly. <laughs> yep. All right. Next game. We have uh, A Year to Remember. So A Year to Remember started in episode 20. It's been played seven times as a co-op game and only once as individuals in episode 20. The co-op team has a 44% correct answer rate or 18 total correct guesses. And now if a, if a win counts as getting half the answers correct, then you guys have only won two games out of the seven. So I guess I'm the real winner here. <laughs> you go to hell. Episode 51 did feature a clean sweep from you guys, though. Yes, I, I remember that. <laughs> famous went, and really impressive. I think it was just Josh and I just going to town on that one. I think, yeah, you and I were just like hammering out yeah. every single one and just like, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were on some bullshit. It was insane. Now, statistically, you guys are far more likely to guess the correct year that a game launched than to guess the top scoring game in a given year on a given platform. And it's not even close. A lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> There's more games than years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> Unless you go back to the beginning of the earth. Yeah. There's a lot of 2,000 years ago uh, yeah. when it was created. Uh, when games started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of shovel work. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jesus made video games, right? All right. Yeah. So the next. He stars in one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the second mini game, or second? The next. We've done more than two. <laughs> The next one is Bait and Twitch. Bait and Twitch started in episode 35. It's been played six times, four times with guests. The guests and Mike are tied with two wins, but Mike also has one tie. Cope won his guest appearance. Love it. The group has only gotten an answer wrong across the board four times. Mike has 19 total correct guesses, and this is weird. Josh, Paul, and the guests have combined for 13 correct guesses each. Wow. Wow. Jeez, what a coincidence. Interesting. <laughs> also, a special shout out to Derek for inventing bait and twitch. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, actually. All right, next we have Claim a Game. Claim a Game started all the way back in episode three. It's been played 10 times. We need to do Claim a Game more. Yeah, it's a good one. Who Who do you guys think won this one? Gosh, I what is we've done it so infrequently. It's what tough. The fuck is, it's tough when there's one where someone doesn't like brag about how they always win it. <laughs> what, so I don't know. 
claim a game. Which, what's, what are the rules for this one again? I'm fucking drawing a blank. Claim a game is where you claim a game. <laughs> that's, that's it. Damn. <laughs> that's what it is. And you get to take it home. What I can say for this is oh. the person who has the most episode wins doesn't actually have the most correct guesses. Interesting. Huh. No. I got a clue. I, I don't think we have anything here. I've got nothing. The winningest group is Josh. He's won four episodes. He has two ties. Nice. Paul has three wins and three ties. Mike has zero wins and one tie. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know what this game is. <laughs> Paul actually has the most correct guesses with 40. Josh nice. is right behind him with 39. And then Mike has 28. Shit. I think Damn. it's possible that we played this once or twice in which Mike wasn't present. Actually, I can I can look yeah. that up real quick. Matt, can you briefly explain what it is again? Just because I feel like we're all like, we know it. We obviously know the game. We're just having a trouble remembering which specific game it was. Yes, Mike was gone twice from this. Josh and Paul Reach gone once for it. So claim a game is where I give you a, two games and you have to tell me which one either has a higher Metacritic score right. or higher it. or more units. Sold. That's it. Yeah, I'm proud of myself on that one. Yeah, that's not bad. I'll take that. So the next one is Groofstradamus. Ooh. Oh, I don't know about this one. <laughs> Groofstradamus. Started in episode 20. Wow. I'm kind of shocked. I thought it started before that, but episode 20. It's been played 10 times. It's wow. one of the few games that I also play. Ooh. So right. who do you guys think has the most wins in this one? I think... I feel like that was a hint. I feel like it... <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like it's Mike. I'm going to give it to Mike. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I guess some stupid shit, but occasionally I'll just get this shit right. Agreed. I'm going to go with me on this one. I'm going to go with Matt. All right. So the winningest group is yours truly. Hell of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have five wins. Paul has three wins, and Josh and Mike both have one win. Oh, God. I'm not as good. <laughs> <laughs> but I think interesting here would be most correct answers. I think that would be interesting to see for. So we have correct guesses, which are within three. Yep. I lead with 17. Mike with 15, Josh with eight, and Paul with seven. But I think Paul has not played this game as many times as everyone else. I have not. And then as far as exact guesses, I have six exact guesses. What? Josh and Paul have three, and Mike has one. You have six exact guesses. Yeah. Holy shit. You might actually Fucking Metacritic be over psychic. Here himself. He is Metacritic. Episode 71 featured three exact guesses, which is a record for a single episode. Wow. Holy shit. All right. We have Like a Fine Wine, another game that needs to be played more because it started in episode 38, but it's only been played twice. Wow. I'm just going to give it to you guys. Paul has won both times, and both games were almost perfect scores. Wow. There's only one answer in all of it that everyone got wrong, and that's Conker's Bad Fur Day. You guys didn't think that it was re-released at some point, but it was. Right, right, right. That's right, that's right, yep. The next one, this is sort of the big one. I think this is the most played game. It's Name That Game slash Name That Dev. Started in episode one. Hell yeah. It was played in every single episode through episode 11. Then it was spread out more. It's been played 23 times. So more than a quarter of the episodes. Who do you guys think is the winner here? Paul, it ain't even close. Yeah, Paul. I don't know if that's true. No, it is. It, it's a thousand. Yeah, I just think because there's a lot of them that no one gets, and then the few that actually are got is me. So I'm gonna say, yeah, me. Sure, let's go. I'm for gonna, it. I'm gonna predict. I'm gonna guess my wins here. Zero. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm pretty sure it's not Josh. <laughs> no. So the winners are tied. Paul and Mike both have nine wins. 
Wow. Oh, there you go. Both hmm. have nine wins. Josh has two wins. Oh, when the, when the <laughs> fuck did I do that? Oh, no. The turn of the century? But there has been no winner three times. Episode three, the game was Bioshock. Oh, yeah. Episode 60, Untitled Goose Game. And episode <laughs> 78, Control. Oh, Control was hard. Control was a hard one. That I remember that. Yep. Us. Josh, he told you the answer. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe I did, you, I did. you didn't get it, Josh. I didn't That's know insane the name of the me. game. I hear Control, and I think Destiny 2 PvP mode. I like how Josh is like, that was a hard one when he said the name. I don't know yeah. it's a game. Like, yeah. It's not like you put, like, and then they all World of Warcraft in the title. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just a word. So Paul's strategy in Name a Game is to play risky. He guesses early, and he guesses confidently. Now, he's been correct on clue number four twice, and clue number five once. And he's actually guessed on clue number two and clue number three unsuccessfully. <laughs> well, one was he guessed Glover. One was Glover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Oh, the Glover meme. And then Mike's strategy is to wait until the very end. He's won on clue number 10 six times. So wow. His nine wins. He's won on clue number nine once and clue number eight once. It's a good strategy because, like, if I... It's not a strategy. I just don't know it. Well, yeah, but it's good because... If, well, I guess it's just a forced strategy, right? Because I guess really early, and then you're like, well, Josh won't get it, so, like, I can wait. <laughs> it's kind of true. Absolutely. <laughs> Mike's riskiest play was guessing on clue number six, and that was wow. in episode one. Wow, we play very differently. I like it. <laughs> All right, next up, we have On the Dot... On the Dot started in episode 60. It's been played two times. And Mike and Paul have each won once. But the correct guesses are pretty close. Paul has five correct guesses. Mike has four. And Josh has three. Over Under started in episode 13. It's been played 10 times. One time it was played co-op. Oh, yeah. Who's the winner of this one? I haven't the slightest on this one. I love Over Under. I think, I don't know. Let's. It's me. Let's say. <laughs> I have no clue. I, I'm just going to leave it with you on this one, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it's Paul. All right, so this one isn't close at all. Wow. The winner has six wins and one tie. The second place is one win and two ties. Good God. Mike has six wins and one tie. Oh. <laughs> Thought it might be. Beat the goofy out our ass. <laughs> Paul has one win and two ties, and Josh has zero wins and one tie. Ooh, what a Ooh. line. Mike has 41 correct guesses. Wow. Paul has 30, and Josh has 19. Ooh. Oh, God. we're playing that today. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now, the boys did win the single co-op edition of the game. They had a 63% correct rate in that one. And Mike was one guess away from a perfect game in episode 37. One guess wow. away. He got Damn. the uh, Flappy Bird score wrong. <laughs> of all the ones stupid and episode 67 <sighs> featured the tiebreaker with pizza versus skeletons on ios in which i read out the long description <laughs> of that game <laughs> all right next up we have the score is right this started all the way back in episode seven it's been played 11 times and throughout the episodes it has been perceived that josh is really good at this game is that true we're about to find out i guess we are. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think perception is probably wrong, but I'm I'm gonna give it to Josh. <laughs> I, I I want Josh to win this one. Yeah. Josh hasn't won anything. All I'm good at is the game awards so far. That's once a year. You kill that, yeah, every year. <laughs> well, the perception is accurate. 
Josh has six wins with 34 correct guesses, nine of which were exact guesses. Wow. Jesus. Paul has three wins with 26 correct, two being exact, and Mike has one win with 28 correct guesses and three being exact. Nice. In episode 31, Josh had three exact guesses. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) That's wild. (laughs) There have been 11 instances in which no one got a correct answer, so everyone was over. And Paul has guessed the number one Seven different times. <laughs> you can always rely on it. It's, it's, a, it's a love of a true love of the price is right that I have to say one dollar. But with those seven times, he does have a 43% success rate. Hell yeah. Strategy, I, I do baby. it when I know it's going to work 43% of the time. Now, and, and Paul has done it at least once when he wasn't the last person guessing. So if he had, <laughs> if he had fixed that, it might be a little that bit That might have helped. All right. Next is rank them up. This started episode 27. It's been played nine times. Every single time it's been played co-op. The boys have won seven times out of the nine for a 78% win rate. If you count a win as getting at least half the answers correct. The rate of correct answers, though, is only 52%. So that margin is razor thin. In episode 72, we did a reverse game where Mike gave Paul and I the questions, but Paul and I only got one answer correct. (laughs) maybe it was a little too mean (laughs) next we have review bombed this started in episode 18 it's been played four times once with ross and somehow paul has only played this game once as well so he's played it as many times as ross josh and mike are tied with two wins each josh has the most correct guesses with 22 mike has 18 correct guesses paul only has two correct guesses and ross has six wow Ross did great for one game. Yeah, very good. Uh, this it was the last episode, I think. Episode 80. Yeah. In episode 69, we had a false tiebreaker. We had a false tiebreaker. No one actually tied, but we did a tiebreaker anyway because we <laughs> thought we had a tie. Uh, Josh did win that tiebreaker, but he was already winning anyway. So we, 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 we <laughs> still have the correct winner. Love that. <laughs> All right. This next one has only been played once in episode 70. It's trick or treat. Paul won the only game. He had six correct guesses. Mike had five. Josh had four. All right, we have two more games here, and then we'll have grand totals. Two Truths and a Lie, also been played once. It started in episode 33. We should probably do this again at some point. I also participated in this one, and I won with a sweep. My Two Truths and a Lie is also the only one that everyone got wrong. So let's redo it here and see if you guys can get it right this time. Jesus. (laughs) Super Mario Odyssey is the only Mario game I've ever completed. My first raid in WoW was Zolgarub, and I had a max level character in Toontown. Which is the lie? I can't remember. I can't remember either. That's why it's Fuck. great. We gotta. I wasn't <laughs> expecting to be quizzed, Matthew. Stress. <laughs> I'm just going to take a stab at it and say max level Toontown is the lie. Oh, Fuck. I can't remember. I'm just going to have to. You've known him longest. I'm just going to saddle up. I don't know. I'm guessing. But yeah, (laughs) it was it was some I swear it was like he Odyssey is the first one they played, but he never actually finished it. Be on to something there. I feel like it was that Um, it's not the wow one. I know that. Yeah, we're going to go Odyssey. All right. So last time 
everyone had the same guess. You all guessed that Zolgrub was my first raid in WoW. That was true. The lie is that I never had a max level character in Toontown. Hell yeah. I was close, but I didn't. And as far as Super Mario Odyssey, it is the only Mario game I've ever completed, but I've played a shit ton of Mario games. I haven't played every single one, but I've played a shit ton. All right. Untitled Groofs game started in episode 46. It's been played four times, twice with a guest, Amy and Dre. Who's won the most? Uh, I believe this one is Mike, because Mike owns all the games. <laughs> I'm going to give this one to Mike as well. I'm pretty sure it's me. Anytime that I might have gotten one right, it's because Mike answered too early and I copied his answer. <laughs> so now I just don't answer until the end. Yeah. All right. Well, the actual winner is Paul. He's won two times hey. and he's tied once. Mike has, does have a win and a, and a tie. Josh has zero wins and one tie. <laughs> and Amy and Dre, they, had, they got five right each and one wrong. So they did really nice. well. Very good. Paul has 16 correct guesses, four incorrect. Same with Mike, 16 correct, four incorrect. Josh, nine correct and six incorrect. You know what I think is, it works here is that Mike has the fact that he owns all of the real games and I know Matt well enough to know what he <laughs> <Yeah>. made up. <laughs> so almost everyone gets everything correct in this game. Of course, recently it's it's been a little bit better, but early on it was it was it was hard for me to come up with some some good fake games, but episode 50 was a three-way tie. Wow. And then also in episode 50, every single person got one question wrong. And that was enemy among us or enemy on Borg. And can you guys tell me which is the fake game? Oh, shit. Uh, enemy among us. Enemy among us. I think it was, us, think it was uh, Amogus. Enemy among us sounds uh, real or fake. Yeah, that's true. Enemy among us is the fake game. Of course, y'all got it wrong last time. Wow. Damn. All right. So now we're here. We're at the grand totals. Who do we think has the most wins? Probably Paul. Still Paul. Yeah, still Paul. I think I'm going uh, Mike, then me, then Josh. All right. It's very close. It's very close. I'm going to go backwards up. I don't know what that you're means. You're going to start from the bottom. You're going yeah. to start from me and then go up. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> He's going to start from Matt. Yeah, technically I'm last. I have yeah. seven total wins. Only seven wins. Josh has 30 wins. Oh. And then the winners... Or sorry, the winner is only sorry, set. Sorry, sorry, is this um for who's won like an episode or who's led, like had the most wins in an episode or the what's most the... total mini game wins? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, we're we're giving out the mini game star. Gotcha. So there's there's it's a two game difference between the the winner and second place. Paul has forty one wins. Mike has forty three wins. Wow. Damn. Wow. Here's your star. Well then. Very close. That so gentlemen, close. that is the spreadsheet. There is more information on the actual spreadsheet itself, but it would be a lot to go through. Like, there's a ton to of notes all of on the here. numbers. Ton of notes. I want you it's to go stuff. through it and read each cell. <laughs> each cell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you read the formulas per yeah, cell? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can we yeah, actually yeah. just have an Excel class right here, right yeah. now. That'll be a Patreon special episode where we just have Matt for eight yeah. hours read every sheet and cell. <laughs> All right, so I, I hope you guys enjoy that. I thought that was a lot of fun to go over and, and revisit all that stuff. That was dope. That's mega fun, yeah, uh, first cool. off. Uh, secondly, shout out to your wife for being the legit goat with the sauce. That's such an insane undertaking, and I love that. And also, it made, it, it made me feel like we have a real podcast. Yeah. Like 80 episodes, all these stats. Like, what? Yeah, That's that crazy. puts it into perspective a lot. It like, does. We've just been, I mean, we've been consistent as fuck, but I mean, like, still, <laughs> that's a, yeah. 
That's a lot of episodes. And, and one one last uh, dick riding moment here for you, Matt, just oh. to say every time we mention all these games and these different wins and all, I thought of all the answers you had to come up with and the games and the questions. Yeah. And I was like, shout out to you, Matt, for like making such a great game show. And also there's, you know, other stuff here too. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, it's my favorite part of our show and it's what really differentiates us is, is these mini games. And so, yeah, I love doing it. I love doing it. And, and I'm glad that now we have a way to track it going forward. Like we don't have to worry about the first 80 episodes anymore. Now we can just track it from here on out. Yeah. Wait another 80 episodes and then we'll go back and do it all again. Yeah. Yeah. In, in a year and a half, <laughs> we'll forget we'll revisit. 80 episode marathon. <laughs> Maybe may, episode 150. We'll go. We'll take another look. Love it. All right. Let's move on to name that game. Starting off our scoring for episode 150. In Name That Game, I give the panelists up to 10 clues. The clues start off more vague and progressively get more specific. We're going to play by the new rules, which aren't really even the new rules anymore. We've been doing this for a while. But when you think you know the game, you're going to buzz in by saying named it. But you're not going to say anything right away. We're going to mark you down as having guessed at a specific clue. And then you'll take off your headphones so you won't hear the remaining clues. And then the rest of the panelists are going to continue to play by the same rules where they buzz in by saying named it and remove their headphones. Once the clues have all been presented, we'll go down the line to see who got it right. The person who got the right answer earliest into the clues will win. All right. Are we ready? As the uh, reigning champion of this game, I'll say yes, I am ready. <laughs> all right. This game originally released on two platforms with an additional platform release coming one year later. This game received generally favorable reviews for its launch console, but its port to a second console was panned. The game's original developer went defunct in 2013. The game was published by Hasbro Interactive, which also no longer exists in the same form. This game was released in 1998. What? This game belongs... <laughs> This game belongs to the platformer genre of games. This game was considered to be fairly difficult at the time of release. Three more clues. A sequel which was originally planned but ended up being canceled. Two more clues. This game received a new PC port in 2022 with plans for a console port to come Named later. It. Final clue. This game features a four-fingered protagonist. Damned up. Not a clue. All right. <laughs> Paul, you can put your headphones back on. Doing the little motion to you. Okay, so, Paul, the final clue. Well, I'm not going to give you the final clue yet. I'll, I'll go over it after you give us your guess. What do you think it was, Paul? I could be wrong, but from a very early my, uh, point in this, I thought it could be Glover, which is my guess. It's Glover. <laughs> The final mm -hmm. clue was the uh, the pro the game features a four fingered protagonist. Yep. Uh, pretty early on, when you mentioned Hasbro Interactive, uh, and also going defunct in 2013, I thought, "Fuck, this could be Glover," but I was holding out this time. I wasn't playing a risky play. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. But also, if I had gone on number one and said Glover, that would be very in keeping with episode one of the show. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That would have been kind of amazing, actually. All right. Well, very good. Glover is finally the answer for name that game. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> I've had that on my list of potential name that game answers for a long time. And I thought that this was the appropriate time to yeah. bring it back. It would have been embarrassing if I didn't get it right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, now 
Let's move on to the water cooler. We're going to take a quick break around the water cooler to discuss the games that we've been playing this week. Paul, let's go to you first. You've been playing The Witcher. Let's hear about The Witcher. Uh, been having a great time with Witcher 3. Uh, like I said before, I wasn't here last week, um, but I have been consistently playing this game um, for the last two weeks since you last heard from me when I was already getting pretty deep into it. And uh, yeah, like I said before, second time playing through, I have finished the main story, um, which I had not done in my last playthrough. I got oh, very close, wow. got very close last year and just never got to it. So uh, finished the main story. Um, had what I think is a very favorable ending. Um, some might think is the best ending. I think, you know, it depends, but I had a really good time. Without spoilers, what did you think of the end? I loved it. Um, well, let me change that around. I really, really liked it, and I liked the main storyline. Um, and just, I, I would say I loved, like, the twists and the turns and the set pieces that they used. It really got different in a way I didn't think it was going to. Um, that being said, the actual like epilogue for me was just fine. I, I do wish, um, and I think Blood and Wine will expand on this more. I, I, I spoiler, I haven't gotten there yet, but uh, I do, I do wish that like after the game ended, the world kind of was affected by decisions. Obviously, that's a big, big undertaking, though. I understand why they didn't do that, but it felt a little weird finishing the game with such major implications to the world, and then being like, "We're gonna put you back. You can right. do whatever you want, but we're gonna put the game back to the way it was before you did the final." Uh, quest line was like okay that's weird technically doesn't it put you back to before you completed that yes right right okay. so it like takes you back to before the entire last chapter of yes. the game so it's like just back to the status quo which is fine um but yeah a little weird especially like going into other dlc um i did i've completed the hearts of stone heart of stone you completed DLC. heart of stone i completed heart of stone now you were talking about weird twists and turns in the main storyline now heart of stone takes some weird fucking twists and turns in the final chapter and it's awesome i have an unpopular opinion oh i didn't love heart of stone really i i maybe it's one of those things where i got like really overhyped by you and others in the community in general on reddit and everywhere people being like heart of stone is so good the story is incredible but i was uh whelmed i, I will say there's a couple things that just like uh, rubbed me the wrong way the forced uh romance with shawnee didn't i didn't like that um and i mean i've even seen online like as when looking it up um, that a lot of like the developers even came out and kind of said, hey, yeah, we kind of fucked that up. Like we should have given you more uh, choice in that scenario because uh, they kind of like force you into like a kiss and some things. It's really, really hard to get out of those scenarios. So um, it's fine. It doesn't really matter. I know like canonically Geralt's kind of a slut, but at the same time too, <laughs> in, it's an RPG. And in my playthrough, I was like very committed to Yennefer and I had already finished the final story. So like, right. I had like, we'd like said, I love you. We'd like really, really committed like more than the characters had ever really before, I think. And so it felt kind of disingenuous to be like, oh, I'm going to like go off and have a little tryst now, not tryst, tryst. And uh, so, yeah, just, just a little funny in that. Um, I will say like, I did enjoy the Gontaro dim stuff and, and oh, I, yeah. I love that mystery and I love that we don't know um, that character and how mysterious they are. So yeah, I mean, there was cool pieces to um, Heart of Stone, but it didn't like, it didn't totally wow me. I think, and I, I just, I think there's something about the DLC that really like, it really goes like, unless you know how to play and people tell you online, you can do whatever you want. It, they really say like, we recommend you do this after the main game, like recommended level, level 32, right. level 30, 34. I would have much uh, rather played Heart of Stone earlier in the, in the main game. 
um, like when you play like a Fallout DLC or something where you can just kind of do it whenever as like a big long side quest. I would have preferred that. Um, and I would have preferred if the game led you that way a bit more because it felt weird to cap off the game because it, it, I feel like DLC like that in a, main, in a huge story game should kind of follow the main story a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I will say Blood and Wine definitely feels yes. like it comes after and it's yeah. like, it's it's a totally separate story. Yeah. Whereas Heart of Stone did feel like a weird, what could have been a side part of the original Felt like Witcher. a really long side quest, which was awesome. I'm not mistaken when I say like the last segment where you're like chasing Gaunter O'Dim is nuts though, right? Is, or is it, maybe I'm th- maybe what I'm thinking of is actually in Blood and Wine. Yeah, that doesn't happen in Heart of Stone, I don't believe. Okay, maybe I'm. Does 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 Gaunter come back? N- uh, no, he's not in okay. Blood and Wine. But, okay, I, but I must be conflating chasing. it yeah, with yeah. yeah. No, you don't. You don't chase him. He's always never. He's always like out of touch he's, okay. he's always out of reach he's like some kind of weird devil okay <laughs> so then this whole time thing. i've been thinking of like the segment that i think is insanely special in the cool. witcher must actually come in blood and wine i always thought it was heart of stone but one thing i want to blow your mind with paul you might yeah. you might know this but gaunter odim is one of the first npcs you meet in the game in white orchard i do know that well he says it um actually in heart right. of stone but i was like when was that was that a thing and and rachel remembered i didn't and then I, I was thinking about it the next day, and I remember that you ask him about Jennifer, and he knows you, he knows Jennifer, he knows everything. And yeah. Not that that's that difficult in fucking, in like the Witcher world where you're like a folk hero, but still, uh, yeah, that, that is interesting. And uh, yeah, no, in general, though, it was really cool. I love the wedding scene. Uh, it was really funny when you're possessed and, and Geralt does all this crazy shit that he would never normally do uh, because of that. So yeah, in general, Heart of Stone was cool. Main storyline was uh, again, it was just so epic, um, which is not right. what I necessarily want from from Witcher. I actually prefer the smaller stories, but I had just played this really epic part, and then it felt weird to wind down again to like a less epic story. So we'll see. I'm really excited to go to Toussaint and do Blood and Wine. It is absolutely the next thing I, I'm going to do. If it weren't for doing the podcast tonight, I'd be doing that right now. Um, <laughs> it's I went and did a bunch of side quests and things like that. But uh, yeah, it's it's good. Last night, I spent a lot of time with Rock Trolls in various different nice. uh, settings. Uh, that's definitely become my new favorite part of The Witcher. I just love every rock troll. I've never killed a single <laughs> one. They're all adorable uh, dogs and and they're the best in the world. So shout out to rock trolls. But yeah, that, that's been my Witcher experience. I'm having a lot of fun. It's cool to play it through. Uh, I am starting to get a little burnt out, but I think like playing Blood and Wine is going to be amazing. It's going to yeah. be a totally different setting. Um, totally. Also, I love that I can like retire there to the countryside with yes. first. So I mean, like that's basically like my main my main impetus for for you know finishing it and having a nice time uh yeah so it seems really great and then also um one last thing because that's pretty much all i've been playing uh, but i will say i have gotten big back into cookie clicker <laughs> like big time nice. uh i've been playing it i'm playing it right now i'm playing it at all times that i'm sitting at my desk at this point um throughout wow. the work throughout the work day because it's just it's so simple um, I finally ascended for the first time and uh, gotten all my heavenly chips. Um, I got. I, I looked up a guide. There, you're supposed to do it at like 400 heavenly heavenly chips. I did it. Um, I've ascended. I'm now. Um, I it, I I had this game going from like when I started this job, like on this computer, from February to like now. Um, so I guess February last year. Um, but I barely wow. played it. Um, so I played it. You know, maybe put in a few days. You know, of, of really playing it, but. I ascended yesterday and or this weekend, I guess. 
and then I'm already above where I was now. I was like before in one wow. day because I'm like, I'm in it now. I'm clicking all the golden cookies. I got the grandma apocalypse going. I got a dragon egg, crumbly cookie egg. It's uh, <laughs> amazing. It's going. Um, I will say I'm using I'm still using that uh, cookie monster add on that basically tells you what to click, um, like what's the <laughs> most like efficient thing to buy. Ah. So it, it feels even more idle. Uh, yeah. Than the basic idol because I'm basically just clicking what a computer tells me is is the correct thing to click. <laughs> I feel like, to get that. I feel like a chicken just to like that a chicken told to peck something with like electric shocks. Or yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, you're like I, your mind is not being used at all. Like I'm not even choosing what is a good upgrade for me because I'm just picking upgrades that I'm told to pick. <laughs> you're just slave to the machine. It's a little it. a little a golden cookie goes off and it dings in my ear. I click the golden cookie and then and then I have like a little thing that says like if it's oh, blue fuck. you should get that if it's green maybe get that if the blues are all sold like it's 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 their bright primary colors to tell me what you're to doing buy. less than the employees in severance like you're, you're absolutely just, you're just clicking there's, what you're being there's told to click. nothing but the but numbers get big numbers go high um and, and i do important. enjoy that and uh i just want to be able to say one day that like i have this like really big massive like cookie clicker score with like all these prestiges and stuff so I'm I'm working on it. How many cookies per second are you getting right now? Uh, currently, well, I've got a lot of uh, nibblers on here. Let's break these off. Um, I'm getting <laughs> 95 uh, quadrillion currently. Oh my god! I'm Jesus. sitting on about. I'm sitting on tw- uh, 2.9 sextillion. <laughs> um, I'm only halfway though to like the amount of heavenly chips I need to do another uh, prestige, and I'm getting a little slowed down. But we're we're working on it. We're working. Holy shit! I'm gonna have to leave this thing up for fucking ever. I'm at like <laughs> 293 billion. Per second. Honestly, if you start clicking those golden cookies and you get the Cookie Monster uh, JavaScript <laughs> plugin, uh, it is it's quick. But I'm I will tell it. you, it does take out all of the joy. I'll um I'll I'll link it to you right now, and then while we'll, <laughs> while we're in this, are the does it save your progress if you like close the browser? Yeah. Um, oh, yes, okay. it does. You can you can like uh, you can manually save it, but it does do like an auto save every you know. 20 seconds or something um and also you can export the the save to like a different computer or something oh. if you want to like so you can like have that link and then just open it any computer but you have to, like, every time you export it you have to make a new one because it exports like at that moment so a little awkward but yeah it's it's good here yeah but uh josh I'll, it, basically it's uh, the, cookie, uh, the cookie monster thing is cool it's basically like a javascript you make it a bookmark um and then when you're on cookie clicker you just click the bookmark and it like uploads this whole like extra ui over everything it's really what neat it's Weird. so crazy neat. <laughs> i haven't played cookie clicker in at least 10 years i played it in college a little bit like during sure. class and shit once but you start it's hard to stop this ain't your grandma's cookie clicker i'll tell you right <laughs> yeah, now. yeah yeah it doesn't sound like it let's move on to you josh what did you play this week aside from the cookie clicker binge that you're about to go on <laughs> hey, yeah no kidding uh weird week this week. I mean, the usual shit, but I just don't even talk about it anymore because, yeah, no shit, I played WoW, WoW. So played, like, four different games. I've Some I've talked about before, but others are brand new. Um, so I've been playing a lot of Vampire Survivors still. Fantastic. It, once it grabs you, you're in. Uh, it's, the joy is starting to lose itself a little bit because once you, like, once you get to a certain point, you basically are going to that 30-minute mark regardless because you're so powerful, there's no chance you won't unless you just pick the worst power-ups and like intentionally sabotage them. So that's the max is 30 minutes for a run. Oh, and then you can start killing the, uh, it's just, it's such a long grind. Cause then you have to get a certain amount of power-ups to kill the skeleton that comes at the end and kills you at the end of the 30 minutes. He can be oh. killed. You just have to have the right amount of power-ups to set him up and kill him. And he's like an instant one shot. That's so. a long, 30 minutes is a long time. 
it's a long you're basically committing 30 minutes anytime you press play in the game and that's the only reason it bothers me a little bit you know what's great and fixes that whole 30 minute thing and the mm. graphics don't look like dog shit um survivor <laughs> <laughs> fucking mobile one. Yeah. So I need good. to get that. Is that on Steam yet? Survivor. I, it should be. It should be. I'll, I'll I'll look. I wish it were. But yeah, I uh, I mean, I'm enjoying it though for the most part. I'll probably I probably give myself about three, four more hours left in it, and then I'll probably be tapped out on it. But I mean, it's really fun to just boot up whenever you're just like, I want to play a game, but I don't really want to think. Uh, put something on the screen. All right, cool. Uh, Vampire Survivors. It's nice. I've been playing a lot of the first. Uh, well, the first. The re-release, or the re-release, basically the uh, the new release of Wolfenstein, uh, the new order. So the uh, when they oh, started wow. making them new, yeah. I sometimes you just want to like shoot things, but you don't necessarily want to be competitive. So you're like, fuck it, I'm gonna go shoot Nazis. It's it's fun. I like it. I, I mean, it's the most basic, dumb story imaginable. You're literally a walking <laughs> ham hock with guns. Uh, it's fucking ridiculous, but it's a lot of fun. I like it. I was disappointed. Like, I just didn't have fun with those games. I really wanted to. I think the only reason I am, and if, funnily enough, it, what what gets in the way of all the fun is some of the bullshit. Literally, I stopped playing, like, just probably, what was it, yesterday? Yeah, yesterday I was playing a little bit. I got to this bullshit underwater level with a drivable boat and, like, little platforming puzzles, and I'm like, I am playing Wolfenstein, The New Order. I do not give a fuck about your stupid puzzles. I am... You give me all these endless guns. Just give me more endless guns and let me shoot Nazis with them. That's yeah, what we're yeah. doing here. Like so, that I can get. I, I I guess I just more like that. It's you don't really have to think too much with it. You just shoot, and the story is like interesting enough. It was it's, it was harder than I expected too. I got to be honest. Like I don't think it's like a super hard game, but it it was harder than I expected, and I think that was part of why. Like I want I wanted to go in and just like have that sort of power fantasy and just and just take everyone down, but. It, it was more, there was more to it than that I felt when I was playing. So I sucked way worse on controller. Normally I'm decent. So I will say if you were playing with controller, there could be a reason for that. No, it, maybe it that was feels it. feels shitty. So I switched to mouse and keyboard and you just fuck things up because it's mouse and keyboard. Two other games. I played them yesterday because they were, they're pretty small, but I've been wanting to check out. Like I, I, I've kind of made myself a little, little challenge to go through and play games on Game Pass because I'm not just going to buy new games on Steam. Yeah. But I've been running through Game Pass, occasionally downloading games and just seeing what they're about. The two I played, one was Loot River, and my God. Oh, yeah, I've heard good things. I, <laughs> I don't know. You, you need to talk to him. Uh, it is <laughs> fucking terrible. Oh. I've been wanting to play that. Is it bad? It's just it, the combat is so shitty. Mm. It, you, you can't have delay in your Souls-like, roguelike RPG. I'm sorry, you can't. There's too much delay. The combat feels sloshy and shitty. Huh. Uh, and it's just not good. I, I started playing and I wondered and I was like, I like the puzzle factor, oddly enough, because you're like on these little water boats, these pontoon boats. And you're yeah, it's a cool concept. It's a cool concept, which is why I downloaded it initially. It's just unfortunately with this cool concept, there is now this underlying little gross underbelly that is the combat. And it's just not fun. It's really shitty. It's not engaging. I was wondering, I was like, I thought this was going to be decent. Like, let me go check the reviews. 2.2 on fucking Xbox. Really? Yeah, and people lambasted it. Literally, the developers are in the comments apologizing and shit. Wow. <laughs> I wonder like, if it's a bad Xbox, like Game Pass. Yeah, because I think it's big something. on Steam. So maybe it's a Steam thing. I'm not I'm not sure, honestly. You know what? I'm kind of curious now. I, I, I want to see how much it is on a Steam. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's okay. I don't hate it. If Were the you playing was better, on PC like or on, on your Xbox machine? 
I was playing on PC through the Xbox oh, okay. uh, machine. Yeah, so I wait, wonder. Wait, what? hold on, wait. <laughs> what, well, wait what, hold on, what, what the fuck? The did Xbox I just say? app, you mean? I was playing on the Xbox app. Okay, my PC. so not on your console. No, no. Okay. But I wonder if that could have had something to do with just seeing the reviews because I pulled it up on um, Steam, and it's got mostly positive at 255 reviews. You know, Josh, I think there's a possibility there because remember how like tunic for me mm -hmm. was all laggy and the combat was unplayable on yeah. game pass but it's fine on anything else so i don't know it might actually be decent on steam and be well regarded and they just fucked up the port so that that could be it hopefully they get it together if they do and it feels better and or maybe it goes on insane sale with steam i might pick it up again i'm not sure because the puzzles are neat uh last one i played was infernax uh a lot of fun oh, I, wow. i've always been kind of semi-interested in castlevania's uh style games I like them. Uh, the one, really oddly enough, Ego Raptor's old fucking Castlevania videos from 10 years ago uh, got me interested in them. And it's just like them. It's hard, but it's a satisfying kind of hard. The characters are really unique. The music is just that wonderful retro vibe. I, I'd, I've i only played it for probably two hours or so. Uh, and I'd thus far, I'd recommend it. I mean, it's probably about a six-hour full game. Uh, without all the collectibles and shit, just run through the story. But I mean, there's a lot to do, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's good change of pace from what I've been playing over the past of 2022, and it's it's a nice step into 23 to finally kind of chill out and just play a. It's definitely not an easy go inside scroller, but it um it's not quite so stressful. It's a little bit different instead of playing like an Elden Ring, you know, as opposed to being on like that 2D platform. It's just a little more cute. Yeah, look at you expanding your horizons a bit early into 2023 here. I really love it. Those are some cool picks for you. It's a new year, baby. Can I can I jump in for one sec? Because I forgot something that's important to mention, sure. uh, which is super short. And just saying, speaking of Game Pass, I finally, that might be the peak of uh, my next three years, is that I finally did the Game Pass trick to get myself all that sweet, sweet Game Pass for the low, low price of Xbox Gold. And it's a nice life. Oh. Because there has been the news recently that Phil Spencer has said that, uh, you know, the f not like this, but basically like the free rides over like Game Pass is going to go up in price. And in addition, it sounds like they might start cracking down on this. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with this, Matt, but essentially no. you can buy if you don't have an active Game Pass subscription, um, if so you can just cancel it or whatever. Um, and Microsoft is even nice enough to when you cancel your Game Pass subscription, they don't even make you wait. They go like, we can refund you the rest and just cancel it as of today. Really? Um, yeah, what which is fuck? cool. Wow. So I was like, oh, am I gonna have to wait till like the like the end of the month? And they were so like, they no, like, no, no. Prorate a refund for you. They prorated a That's refund, wow. and then uh, I went and bought um, three years of Xbox Gold, um, which is obviously an outdated thing. I went to like a random <laughs> website. I went to Amazon and paid like sixty dollars per gold card, um, so one hundred and eighty all told Canadian. And then I uh, put it all in my account. I had three years of gold, and then I paid one dollar. And I got three years of Game Pass Ultimate. Wow. Um, which obviously, if you do the math on how much that actually costs in Canada, it's somewhere around $750 for three years. So I wonder if they're going to, I mean, I hope they don't fix so it. So that sake. shit, that sh well, they, they're not going to fix it for me. Like they're not going to yeah. patch me out. But I think what they're, they're taught, the talk is that they're going to, you know, remove that loophole for future people trying to do shit like that. Um, but I've been hearing about it for like two, three years. Actually, if, I, I think two, I think three years ago, I did buy a year of gold and did that, but I didn't want to like pony up the cash to do the three years. And I was like, fuck it. They're probably going to get rid of this. I should just do it. So I've got three years of stacked gold for what was $180. And uh, I got like a Amazon gift card for 80 bucks too. So it only really cost me a hundred bucks. So it's pretty sweet. Yeah. I think also if you cancel like, 
a few days later, you'll get an email saying like resubscribe for $1 for the yep. next month or something yep. like that. Like, like they'll do that. So that gold thing, was that their way of trying to get people to transit? They want to phase yeah. gold out. And so that was their it, way of transitioning. Gone, essentially. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, they don't sell it. They don't sell gold anymore. You have to get like old gold cards. Oh, okay. So they'll still, they'll still redeem those. Right. So if you have like an old gold code, um, which obviously for like whatever sketchy purposes, those still exist. So yeah. um, I got them. Yeah. So they, they had it. So like, if you had all this gold, you'd already paid for, you're like, I don't want to waste my thing. Um, now they do have like a, a like you can get scan you can get screwed over on purpose. Obviously, Microsoft is this is like a logical thing to do. Whereas if you have an active Game Pass subscription and you add gold to that, like you add a twelve month gold card, they'll take that monetary value and convert it to as much Game Pass Ultimate time as that right. should equal. Okay. Um, but if you do it this other way around, you you get you scam them. You get the you get the cash. Interesting. That's crazy. <laughs> so I'm I'm set. I'm not buying I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna spend like 180 bucks now and I'm I won't be buying another game for a long time. Wow, that's great. Cause I yeah, game. I I pay I guess fifteen dollars a month for Game Pass Ultimate. And to be mm -hmm. honest, I don't even really use it that much. I, I need to yeah. get a, a console because I just don't really want to play. You get a series S, dude. It's they're so cheap. It's they're so fuck. they work just fine. And you have a PS5 for like really intense next gen stuff. Literally a year after my uh, the Xbox Series S released, I was able to get it for like thirty bucks off. I, I yeah, wow. I think I think for Christmas it was down to like in the U.S. it was down to like two two something two and change, like really close to two. It's a great little 100. console too. Yeah. It'll it'll treat you right. I love mine. It's yeah. I have no need for the X, and it's it's yeah. been good. I'm to happy me. with my X, but I I also I was a really tough choice uh, yeah. for the S for sure. All right, well, very nice. I'll, uh, maybe I'll have to look into that, Mike. What did you play this week? A lot of things. Nice. A lot, a lot. Do of tell. So, firstly, I've played some Panic Porcupine, which is surprisingly good. <sighs> so, I wasn't here last week. What's with the Panic Porcupine thing? Is it a Sonic like meme ripoff thing? It's uh, Sonic meets uh, Super Meat Boy game. It's on Steam. It's not good, but it's no. also not bad. I don't know. I enjoy it. I love the idea. So Matt stepped away for everyone yep. at home. I don't even know if Matt's going to use this. He uh, will Matt. not. He absolutely won't, but I'm going to talk about it anyways. So Matt just stepped away and uh, Mike starts talking about the porcupine, right? It's Sonic. Really. <laughs> and there goes Matt. He's gone. He's, he's out. Gone. He said, I ain't listening to this shit again. I'm done. No, he's done. I'll be listening to this later and he'll be like, yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> and then Mike got waylaid. So it's just like, we're just chilling. We're just talking about. What's your favorite Sonic game, Josh? Uh, I don't have one. I hate Sonic. <laughs> you said you liked one of them. Didn't you say you played one that you kind of liked? I was okay with it. I, I could see. I, Mania? I mainly just meme about it. Yeah, Mania. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I probably will never play Mania again just because I'm bad at it. But yeah, I can Josh see is, like uh, it. Josh is uncultured. <laughs> so Panic Porcupine. It's not good, but it's also not bad. It is what it is. I don't know. It's fun. I, I want to finish it and then uninstall it. So it was like five bucks. I don't really care. I still have to play Spark, but I want to finish Panic Porcupine before I play Spark. Other things I played, I'm in Act 3 of Pentiment, and it's not bad. It's not good. I wouldn't say that's, that's an amazing game, but it, it's not bad. Yeah, I got the impression that it was like a side project for them. Just something that they, their artists came up with and thought it'd be kind of cool. It, it's neat. 
So, so Mike, critics think that Pentiment on Open Critic here has an eighty-six as an average. Well, does, does, are you disagreeing with critics? <laughs> he would never. <laughs> I don't know that I would. Here's the issue: I wouldn't give it a higher score, but I wouldn't give it a lower score. But I also don't think it's an eighty-six. Partly because I don't think it's a game. It's more akin to a visual novel than anything. I. It, it's weird. I enjoy it. It's fun. It the the storytelling and the narrative is good. But like there's you walk around and talk to people and click on things. Like it's right. It's Disco Elysium but less. I don't know, it's good. I it, I enjoy the story. It's just I don't know what else to really say about it. It's a good story. Um if you want to experience uh, Benedictine Christianity in the 1400s, <laughs> and um, do I ever? <laughs> you know, <laughs> the Catholic Church at its highest points. Um, yeah. So playing that, I hope to finish it probably this weekend, and that will make me, I guess, have an actual feeling about the narrative. Because the problem is, like Act Two, it's like okay, it's 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 a mystery game it's still mysterious so i guess it wins um i'm very happy with the two people that i executed that probably didn't do the crimes that actually happened but you know they're dead now so that's good sorry you said you're happy that you executed two people who probably didn't do the crimes that they were accused of is that what you said um yeah the first two acts have murders that occur and you have to decide who did it and both of them. oh so you were like i can't decide so i'm just i'm just chopping both their heads off no no no, no. <laughs> um it's it's made in a way where the four suspects all look very guilty but none of them actually did it oh. that i'm pretty sure is the point because you can Everyone has motive and means and opportunity, but like you never have enough time to follow every lead to its finality. And you kind of are just stuck with, well, I, I don't know who did it, so I'm going to guess. And both times I'm happy with my choice. The first, the first choice that I made, um, the first guy that I killed was uh, a complete dick. So I'm okay with that. He's dead. <laughs> Um, and the second person that I killed ended up getting another person killed who was a complete dick. So I'm very okay with that as well. Oh, um, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what else to say. It's like, there's an overarching villain. You don't know who it is. They're pulling the threads and you spend the first two acts accusing people of doing crimes that your character thinks they did them. But like me as a person, I'm just like, no, they didn't. And it's pretty obvious they didn't. What do you play? Are you like a knight who's like investigating this? No, or? you are an artist who oh. went to school and you're in a village that is mostly peasants. Okay. So you're the most educated person oh, in the room. Okay. And they're just like, you figure out who did it. The first murder. That's kind of uh, you have to figure out who did it because you're trying to save your friend's life. Um, basically, your mentor and friend Piero was caught with the knife in his hand and he's going to be decapitated because of it. Turns out like 
the first thing you find out is the guy didn't even die to a stab wound, so it's like it can't be him. Also, <laughs> Piero is like a hundred years old, so <laughs> doubtful. So yeah, but so after that, the second murder happens, and then they're just like, "Well, you figured out the first murder, so you should figure this one out." And it's just like, <laughs> oh, "Okay, I That's guess." Funny. Um. So yeah, it, it's it's good. I'm curious to see where it goes, but it, it's barely a game. It's yeah. an experience, if anything, and. It's a good experience. I'm having a time. All right. I played some Baron Breakfast. Nice. A little bit. Um, this was, uh, I'm going to name like four games I played. I played Baron Breakfast, Coffee Talk, Dice Legacy, and Book of Demons. This was when I was like trying to figure out what the fuck I was doing with my 2023 plans. Yeah. And I've decided that I'm going to go down my Steam library an alphabetical order and play things that I want to play, finish, and uninstall. So nice. Baron Breakfast, fun. Seems like it's going to be a very long evolved game that I'm not going to dedicate the time to at the moment. So it's back on the back burner. Coffee Talk, I got gifted for Christmas. Uh seems like a short game with again very little game involved. So there is very little game in that thing. <laughs> so I think it is very short, too. I'm just going to listen to people talk. And uh, that's about it. Uh, Dice Legacy, I played through the first campaign. I remember playing this like a year ago and having a really tough time with it. So I was like, OK, I'll, I'll boot it up and just have it as second screen shit ended up just completely destroying the first campaign. I was just like, cool, I know what I'm doing. Went to the second campaign and can't get past the first winter. And I'm just like, cool, this is going on the back burner again. The Steam reviews are fucking bad. On For Dice, Dice Legacy. Legacy? It's mostly yeah. negative. Yeah, it's not It's not a great game. I wouldn't say that this is a good game. <laughs> oh, um, it's like if you, if you took your... It's an interesting concept. The problem is it just doesn't fucking work. Because it's like, what if you took a real-time strategy game, but also added worker placement mechanics, but also made those worker placement mechanics random. It's like you just get fucked over, and it's like, okay. I remember you talking about this and and being really intrigued by it. Like, it looks cool from the screenshots and stuff. Obviously, screenshots, you don't really get much out of the systems, but it looks cool. So for the first campaign, the first campaign is like an intro to the game. And it works really well. And then you get to the second campaign and they add peasant demands or citizen demands or whatever. And it makes the game impossible because all this, all of the demands are seemingly random. So basically your citizens are demanding a certain amount of each resource and what resource they want and how many is random. And the first game I played, they wanted four stone was one of the demand. And there's three demands up at all times. The first demand was they want four stone and there was no stone in my area at all. So there was no way that I could fulfill it. I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, that's bad. There's like a meter at the top with three swords and each demand that you fail, you get a sword. I'm just like, okay, whatever. That probably just means that, you know, I'll I'll have people come raiding in and I'll just use my uh, sword dice to fight them back whatever it's fine get three swords now game over i'm just like oh well that's some bullshit because i couldn't actually fulfill the first one we'll try it again maybe maybe i was just 
not playing the game correctly. So then I started prioritizing these demands. And by prioritizing the demands, you're taking all these resources away from you actually building a town. So your engine doesn't start working at all. So you start starving during the winter and you're just like, I am being throttled and I, I can't, I don't know how you're fucking supposed to do this. Maybe I'm bad at video game. <laughs> I don't know, but it frustrated the hell out of me and I stopped playing it and was like, okay, Dice legacy. Isn't it right now? So then yeah. I moved on to, uh, I played a game of apex legends, which went okay. And I, remembered why i stopped playing because i hate the current ranked map and i'm waiting for it to switch over went to book of demons book of demons is like a diablo-esque uh roguelike thing it literally copies from diablo like it, it doesn't even try to avoid it like the sage in the village sounds exactly like deckard kane huh. and even has some of his like signature voice lines so but it's entertaining Good second screen content. Uh, not that great of a game. I'm going to be honest. It's pretty mid, but it's okay. So I'm going to get my fill of that and then uninstall it. And then the big piece of my gaming puzzle, Hollow Knight. Oh, yeah. So I decided here's my plan. There are clear games that I've been wanting to play and I haven't been for multiple reasons. Hollow Knight was one of them. I want to do a Steel Soul, but in order to do a Steel Soul run of Hollow Knight, I have to actually beat Hollow Knight. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to beat it, and then I will stream it later. So that's been my focus. And then on the side, when I'm not playing Hollow Knight, because holy shit, I get burnt out of it at times, I boot up a, the next game on my Steam library until it's over. So Hollow Knight, this game's really fucking good i know that's like not a hot take everyone knows <laughs> this but holy shit this game's really fucking good the atmospheric storytelling the it, it's got this hades vibe where i think the game is oh like i think i know the constraints of the game and then the game's just like no 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 we're gonna expand that a little bit and every so often it expands more and more i have gotten the entire map complete so like I can see everything now and, oh, the, okay. and the cartographer is sleeping and his wife is running the store that I have cleaned out. Um, so she's just like, we have nothing to sell and he's sleeping. So I guess I'm just standing here for the rest of the game. And like I, I two thirds of the way through the Coliseum. Um, I have two of the three dreamers killed. Like we're making moves. I am in deep nest and I because I've been putting it off for so fucking long. Deep Nest is AIDS. No one likes Deep Nest. <laughs> it's gross. I don't like the sounds. Why did they do this? Jo can we get Josh real quick to uh, give us the sounds? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. No, no, no. Great. That, that is the uh, <laughs> waterways. That is the, the enemies in the waterways. Deep Nest is uh, when they introduce reanimating enemies where oh. you kill one of the nice little bug people nice little beetle guys and you keep walking and then you hear something behind you that sounds like scratching uh, like little little needles on gravel and you turn around and spider legs have erupted out of its corpse and Naturally. it's running at you that's deep nest fuck Delightful. that place yeah, yeah, yeah. it's awful nice. 
everything else in this game is kind of cute. Fuck Deep Nest so much. So I'm after the last streamer and then I plan on streaming uh, Hollow Knight to do an actual Steel Soul. I was doing like a fake Steel Soul, but I'm going to actually do a Steel Soul uh, run, which is essentially an Iron Man run. Uh, you die. It deletes your save. Uh, nice. no, no shot. Um, so yeah, that's Hollow Knight. And because I'm going through my Steam library, that does mean at some point I might hit Witcher (laughs) three. And like it is a good if if you want to, it is a a one and done kind of. You can go through the main stuff that being up to the Noon Wraith, which is the final boss. But unfortunately, yeah, as a double as a W, it'll be a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what was actually like soon to come is uh, Elden Ring. This little game oh, wow, yeah. from 2022 that no one's ever heard of. Let me ask you guys this, uh, because Paul just sort of alluded to The Witcher 3 being in the W's. If you were organizing a game collection... I don't count the... Okay, so yeah, I, I normally don't, but for the purposes of the collection, I do. I do include the... Something about not being able to... Like, I just can't ignore it. I can't ignore the the. I think that makes sense, too, because there's games that don't have the. I'm not, like, it is The Witcher 3, but if there were a game called... There are games that are called stuff like Witcher 3, in which case... So I, I think you could have a the area. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes sense to my brain. It might might be part of the OCD, <laughs> but it just makes sense to my brain. All right, Mike. that it for you for this week? Yep. So uh, I'm looking at my like list. I guess Cult of the Lamb is next to finish because I never actually finished it. And then yeah. some other things, some D's to get get through. And then um D's nuts. Yep. Nice. And then <laughs> yeah. Elden Ring. Very nice. Which is I will say Elden Ring is listed after Disco Elysium. So it might be oh, a minute. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's gonna take a little while. All right. So this week I played three interesting games. So first off, I played Dragon Quest Eleven. I started playing this game. Yeah, I played Dragon (laughs) Quest XI. (laughs) I started playing the game after the conversation that I had with Ross last week. I don't remember if it was on the show or if it was happening after the show, but Mike was there as well. And, I mean, it's certainly a JRPG. I mean, if, if you like long, chosen one kinds of stories with cute, colorful characters and questionable dialogue and turn based combat, then you're probably going to like it. Uh, I did, like, I, I have some connection to this series, though. Like, this isn't just a random one-off. I played the original games on Game Boy back in the day, back when it was called Dragon Warrior in North America because they couldn't secure the rights to Dragon Quest. And I really did love the games back then. As a kid, I kind of felt, to me, it felt like an alternate version of Pokemon because I I just wasn't familiar with other turn-based JRPGs on Game Boy. So it just it felt like the Walmart brand pokemon and and it's not fair to dragon quest but that's what it felt like to me as a kid one thing i want to mention so dragon quest 11 has overworld enemies like pokemon legends arceus and i don't know it's that's unlike the original like the older games had the random encounters i think and i don't know if i like random encounters or overworld enemies more they both kind of have their pros and cons I can never really decide which style I like more in the few JRPGs that I play. Like Pokemon's approach to overworld enemies in some of the recent games 
I really liked and I really liked what I played with Arceus because but at the same time there's like there's something about overworld enemies that feels silly to me like why would I go and run into these enemies on purpose but it makes sense in Pokemon to me because you're you're trying to go capture them like hypothetically you are the aggressor but in some of these other games it just feels strange like why would I run up to to overworld enemies in, in like in Dragon Quest I guess the argument you could make is like you're training so you have to get like your experience and level up or whatever but I don't know. It feels weird to me. I think random encounters make more sense in most of these games, but I'm having fun with it. It's it is what it is. I mean, a lot of people call it one of the better turn based JRPGs of the last generation of consoles. And I think it's really good so far. It's just it's a JRPG. And for me, it takes a lot to get into them. And and Persona is one of those that's kind of in its own stratosphere because persona would be number one probably among you know jrpgs of the last console generation but this is up there but like i said persona 5 is one of those games that you know you don't even you don't have to like jrpgs or turn-based games to like persona because it's it just oozes style and the music is great the story is actually interesting i don't know it's, it's just a chill relaxed fun game but dragon quest 11 i'm enjoying it for what it is i'm also playing some uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past on my Game Boy. It just feels good to... I was going to say, are you playing that on Switch? And then I remembered you have the Game Boy. Yeah, it, it just feels so good to to play an old school Zelda game. There's a simplicity to it that makes it so enjoyable. Just fun to just sit in bed and, and play right before you're going to sleep. And it's funny because there's a difficulty to this game that exists not because the game is hard, but because the D-pad on that old hardware is limited. And because the D-pad was limited, the software was limited, like where, you know, the the directions of which you could hit enemies. It's very strange. You have to like hit enemies from an angle. You can't hit them dead on because they have their shields. You have to hit them from this weird angle. It's just strange. It's fine. It's just something I have to get used to while playing it more. And then finally, I played more Tunic. I just touched it a bit again. I, I alluded to this earlier, but the PS5 version has the built-in hints with the game help feature, and that actually makes the game a lot less frustrating when you're lost. I just discovered it this week that it that it has that feature, and you, know, you can pull it up, and it can tell you what you should maybe be looking for next. You can even go so far as to watching videos like that guide you, and that's an awesome feature of the PS5. Not every developer uses it, but it's really cool to see that the 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 Tunic developer. I, I'm I apologize because I can't remember the name at the moment, but when they ported it to PS5, they included the game helps feature. So I thought that was pretty cool, but it was a good week in, in, in games. I'm going to play more of Dragon Quest 11. I do want to get back to the Witcher at some point. I do want to get back to God of War, but there are other things that I kind of similar to what Josh has been doing. I kind of want to expand my horizons a little bit, at, at least right now. That's the feel I'm getting in death stranding kind of is part of that and that's still up there at the top of the list and i'll get to that at some point that's kind of how i'm feeling too about like wanting to expand into i'm just expanding the other direction into like big open world rpgs yeah like that's the hope i'm i i bought I, I don't think i told you but i bought a ton of games on xbox sale recently and uh one of them was red dead redemption 2 wow okay um and and cyberpunk and so yeah i'm hoping to get into cyberpunk post witcher 3 and then yeah. hopefully rdr 2 and and then yeah, keep keep seeing where we're going. But uh, I'm I'm in that open world RPG phase. Um, but I I can't be just anything. But I think another CD Projekt Red could do it. 
And then also, of course, every time all over the Witcher 3 subreddit, it's like the only two games that like captured me completely, Witcher 3 and RDR 2. And I was like, okay, but fucking fine. Yeah. You're gonna, I think you're going to like Cyberpunk Me because too. the story is genuinely really good. Uh, have you ever played Assassin's Creed Odyssey? I can't remember. Uh, yes, I have. And you didn't like it? No. So one thing that I do want to mention as a possibility, it's sort of like Breath of the Wild, but it's not. And that's Immortals Phoenix Rising. So I have that. I bought that on Xbox okay. or it's on Game Pass now, actually, I think. So I didn't buy it, it's, but I have it downloaded. Uh, and I, I I do really want to play it, actually. That looks like a lot of fun. I, I like it more because of it being a Breath of the Wild-like and less so being an Assassin's Creed Odyssey-like. Um, but I, I will be getting to that at some point just for like a collect-a-thon, but I'm, not, I'm, I'm looking for story, right? Now. Yeah, yeah. It actually has kind of a funny story, but the, the humor didn't land for me all the I time. I like the narrator bits. I think, right, there was like a, a yeah, narrator yeah, yeah. portion. That was pretty funny. All right, let's move on to Over Under. This is over under console sales edition in over under console sales edition i give the panelists a game console with a fake number of copies sold and they have to tell me whether the actual true number is over or under the number that i gave them we're going to play eight rounds and the panelists can make the same guesses but whoever made the most correct guesses at the end wins so this is uh this is mike's game here he's the dominator of over under let's see how he does in the console sales edition round one the SNES, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, fake sales of $55 million. So this is the whole... I thought it was like games on a console. This is the whole console. This is the console unit sales. Ooh. Ooh. If you said NES, I would have said easy under. I don't know why. You're saying uh, the SNES, right? Yeah. Yep. I'm going over. I, for some reason, just feel like it's in the $60 million range. I don't know why. I literally have nothing to base it on other than just a vibe. There was a pretty long period between, well, it wasn't that long between SNES and N64, but it was a big deal. I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to regret this, but I'm going to say under. Mike, what do we think? We'll go over. The real number's over. All right. SNES, fake sales of 55 million, real sales of 49.1 Hell million. yeah. So close. All right. Next up, we have the Sega Saturn. Fake sales of twelve million. I haven't the slightest clue. Did this sell well? I, Sega look, boys. Don't don't tell them. <laughs> I th- oh wait, Sega Saturn. I thought people hated this shit. It sounds like a name of a console. Like people like the Genesis, right? And then Saturn came out, and people were like, "Oh Jesus!" Or yeah. vice versa. I'm not sure when it all happened. Yeah, that's how it happened. The Saturn was rushed. It was a mess, and then they came up with the Dreamcast like two years later. So it like <laughs> it's low. Like it's it's low. Um, but the question is, and I think they also went on stage at like E3 or some shit and went like, Hey, it's double what everything else cost. It was just, it was a fucking <laughs> really disaster. Expensive. Everyone was like 300, 300. They're like 600. Um, anyway, it wasn't that, but it was something like that anyway. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like, I'll give you that it's low. I think the real question here is how low, like we're all thinking it flopped, but 12 still pretty low. It could have been over. I'm gonna go under. Fuck it. I don't think it hit 10. Yeah, I mean, it must be under. I'm so I'm saying under. I'm saying under. All right, the Sega Saturn fake sales of 12 million, real sales of 9.26 million. Yeah. All right, next up we have the Atari 2600 fake sales of 25 million. I have one. This is Mike's. This is what you first learned to play games on, right? This is your, yeah. It's upstairs. Your dig dug machine downstairs. It's downstairs in the basement. That was like the time where. 
some NES games have actually aged pretty gracefully. Atari twenty six hundred, like you just you can't go back that far. <laughs> like the games just don't really. I think the ones that were trying to be games of the time are fine, and then ones that were trying to be like masterful art pieces, those maybe not so much. I mean, it has like the original Super Mario where they're in the pipes, uh, killing things. It has Pac Man. It has centipede galaga like it has There's super mario on atari 2600 it's I not called so. super mario i don't oh. think it's the mario brothers but gotcha. they're in pipes and mario, they're fighting yeah. enemies interesting yeah. yeah some of the early mario games were on other basically consoles. if you go to like an arcade or a barcade yeah all those games are on atari yeah, yeah, yeah. but 20 some million That's 25 a million's a lot for pre-video games being part of the zeitgeist I'm just going to say fuck it and go over because people were like, damn, it's video games. I'm going under for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That was like, what, the 80s? If this had been an original Atari, I would have maybe said over because that thing just sold to everyone. Because they're like, what's a a video pong? I'm going to (laughs) say over. I'm saying this was not the 80s. This was the 70s. Uh, Even better. The the 2600 was 77? Yeah. Can I change my answer? (laughs) Sure. So I'm going to go over as well. Okay. Fake sales of twenty five million, real sales of thirty million. Yeah, thirty million. All right. Next up, we have PlayStation Three, fake sales of seventy eight million. Oh fuck! I was gonna say like I kind of know the PS Three sales, but seventy eight is like exactly super specific number. Like it's gonna be like seventy five or eighty three or some shit. I'm saying under. I'm gonna say under two. I think it's like sixty five or something. Yeah, I'm also gonna say under. PlayStation 3, fake sales of 78 million, real sales of 87.4 million. Get fucked, you haters. <laughs> it was a I dog shit console. I was surprised. Because I thought it would. I, 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 did, I went with the boys, but I should have went with my heart. Yeah, I did no, think, when, I, when I said under, yeah. I was just like, no, Matt, Matt's going to lowball it so that he can feel pride for his PS3 <laughs> that was the worst selling console of that generation. Because think about the PC, PS2 was just like a fucking skyscraper, of course, yeah. but like PS3 didn't do that bad. Just comparatively, it did a lot worse. I single-handedly hate that fucking console because it did nothing with the controller. Yeah. The shittiest controller they've ever made. That was more expensive. PS4 was good though. Yeah. Just uh yeah. just for a fact check on their on their mic, Xbox 360 actually sold 84 million units. So it oh. sold worse than PS3. And we all know how the Wii did. And it still got that dog ass <laughs> controller, so ain't nothing changed. All right. Next up we have the Sega Genesis. Genesis does what Nintendo don't. Fake sales <laughs> of 26 million. Uh that's an over. Yeah, I'll say over. Yeah, I'll say over too. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to keep this win-loss going into the dirt and maybe get a win. I'm going to go under. All right. Fake sales of $26 million. Real sales of $30.75 million. That's not bad. Not bad. That's not, not bad. Terrible. But what was the SNES again? Uh, 49.1. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> Bit of a difference. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Sega. All right. Next up, we have the Wii U. Fake sales of $15 million. Higher. That's a good number over. you just gave. Shit. I'm going under. I think it's over, though, probably. It's still video gaming in the current year. I'm sticking with under. Wii U did real bad, but I'm st- bad. I, I, I think what it's What was over. the number? 15. That's right in that sweet spot. But I... God damn, fuck you, Matt. I'm saying over. Wii U. Fake sales of 15 million. Real sales of 
13.56 million. That's so sad. It did Whoa. not sell the I thought it was pretty Saturn. low, but that's fucked. Well, it, oh, it beat the Saturn at least. Yeah, that's true. It was Barely. an absolute failure. Mm-hmm. Like the Switch legitimately maybe saved Nintendo. The Switch d- has done so far 10x the Wii U. Like, I don't think people sales. understand. Like, if the Switch was a flop like Wii U, it's possible that was the last Nint- Nintendo console. Yeah. Again, I can't state enough that the Switch has sold 10 times as many consoles as the Wii U. Yeah. <laughs> and the Wii, crazy. the Wii sold 10 times as many consoles as the Wii U. The Wii U was, <laughs> that's crazy. It's great. What's funny too. Million. And some cr- like, con- like generation defining, like amazing games came out on the Wii U too, which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it's just, it's funny because the Switch is what the Wii U probably should have yeah. just been from the start. I think there was like a, a push to rush the hardware out and compete. And that's where we got this weird middle ground. And then they ended up just putting fucking Breath of the Wild and Mario yeah. Kart and just re-releasing it all on, on Switch anyway. And they're like, fuck it. Tropical Freeze was on there. We're just five years behind. We'll just we'll just pretend that and happened it, now. And it's still probably all sold gangbusters anyway. Yep. So fuck it. All right. Next up, we have Nintendo 64. Fake sales of 40 million. Over. Over. Oh no! I don't know if it is over. I feel like this thing probably wasn't in people's homes quite as much as a Wii, but almost everybody I knew had a sixty-four. It's a big deal, but again, game. No, this was super ubiquitous. I'm gonna say I'm over. I'll say I'm saying over. Yeah, I agree. Josh, what'd you say? I said I was the one weirdo with a PS2, (laughs) and he said over. Fake sales of forty million. Real sales of thirty-two point nine million. Yeah, I yeah. I Damn. thought it might have been kind of low, which is weird because, yeah, I agree with you, Josh. Everyone had an N64, but yeah, I remember seeing it, those numbers and it's weird. It makes me wonder if it didn't almost hit that. Like, or I don't really know what would drive that so low. I feel like that should be way higher. I feel like everyone used to go to that one friend's house in the neighborhood or like two friends who had an N64 and then we all played it. But like, probably not, is what it was. not everyone we just gathered at one house constantly. Yeah. Pro tip, don't release a console that has a controller with Three hand holding spots. That you move doesn't make any your hands. You just move it to the next slot. It's anyway, so no crazy. one uses the C stick anyway. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, what's the score going into the final game? Do score we have any going into the final game ones? is four for me, three for Mike, three for Josh. All right. Final console is the GameCube. Fake sales of thirty million. Under. So GameCube also didn't sell a lot, just like N64. How like it's crazy that Nintendo came out here with like the Wii and then also the Switch. Like that's those are more <laughs> those are more outliers than everything else they've done. Everything else is pretty consistent. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um sorry, was it 30 million you said? 30 million. This is Xbox. This is PS2. I'm saying under. Those was weird discs. That's why I'm under too. Those yeah. tiny discs. You couldn't play it. You could play a DVD at everything but this. It's so stupid. But it had a handle and you could carry it around. Yeah, Shit. I read recently that the small discs were an anti-piracy measure. <laughs> what That's the fuck? Who was worried about that then? <laughs> Plus, there was a great thing where you could stick uh, a big uh, cube, like a uh, flat iron on the bottom, and then you could put Game Boy games in it and play it on yeah. your TV, which was yeah. really sick. That's actually cool as fuck. You could. Yeah, yeah you could put your Game Boy Advance games in and play them on your TV. Yeah. It was rad. 
I'm sure it was stretched to some scene oh, ratio. Yeah, it was like I'm sure it looks like absolute dog shit, but like as a kid, even as a kid, I remember being like, this doesn't look great. I'm pretty sure you could do that with the N64 too. With the shit. the there was a pack that went into the controller. Yeah, I I know I you could connect. Pokemon. I was gonna say you could connect to like Pokemon Stadium, but I don't know if you could play the game on the television. I'm pretty sure you could. Maybe that that's possible actually. I'm saying under as well. All right, GameCube fake sales of thirty million, real sales twenty one point seven million. Wow. I don't think we really understand quite how much the handhelds kept yeah. Nintendo afloat. I think that's it because Game Boy numbers yeah. throughout are are nuts. They're like yeah. close to a hundred million. Like Game Boy, the original Game Boy was a hundred million. I think right. Well, they don't have any competition. Yeah. Yeah, Game so. Boy, then Game Boy Advance, then DS. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. those all sold incredibly well. DS and is nuts. 3DS had a huge tail, which yep. is big. Yeah. Nintendo yeah. survived having two, like, I don't want to say flops, but two, like, you know, lower than Sega Genesis or Nintendo 64, about the same as Genesis, two of those consoles back to back. You could almost classify the Wii U as a flop. I mean, it was. Oh, what do you oh, mean? The Wii U is one hundred percent a flop. Almost, yeah. you almost. It is. It's terrible. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I was just gonna say, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Everything Nintendo has done since the SNES has been a weird move. Even the N sixty four, which was like, I mean, still at the time, cutting edge compared to what like they eventually would end up doing um and the gamecube too had like some pretty good actual hardware in it they had the weird small discs they had the weird yeah. colors the n64 had cartridges when everyone else was going disc yeah that was bad and then and then yeah and then the wii wii u switch these are all weird things it's just like a couple of them managed to hit um for and, and usually for lifestyle reasons like the wii hit because of like the balance board and Wii Sports and Wii Fit and like putting it in old folks' homes and weird shit. Like they it's that parents would get it. And then the, I think the Switch is the same thing. It hit because it's so like portable and weird and anyone can pick it up. And it's kind of crazy that even the Game Boy hit because the Game Boy came out and there were other handhelds at the time that had full color screens. And there was, I forget the Sega. The Game is Gear. It the Game Gear, you could lit- you could play essentially console games yeah you could play console level games it had a like a bright colored screen it was like technologically better in every respect it had like a full gamepad yeah it was nuts it's it's crazy how nintendo has like they theoretically like they shouldn't exist no (laughs) but they do (laughs) and honestly like I like seeing what Nintendo does and just the crazy shit that they come up with, but I would be okay if they just said, we're just going to make software from now on. Like I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Same. Seeing Mario and, and Zelda and Kirby and all that shit, smash brothers on PlayStation and Xbox would be really cool. And now we're seeing stuff like steam deck and, and other, you know, other third parties getting into like gaming handhelds and different uh, respects, Android and and PC and Linux. We're getting there to like where maybe they could do stuff like that and we wouldn't be losing out too much on hardware. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to a special shout out. Each panelist is going to give a special who won, by the way, who won? Uh, That was me. All right. Congratulations. Each panelist is (laughs) going to give a special shout out to anyone or anything of their choice from the world of video games and provide a quick reason why this lucky someone is getting this attention. And before we get into this, I do one of the notes that we have here. Episode 52. It was the... I think that was the first mention of Josh shouting out the Wawa. (laughs) (laughs) Went a whole year without the Wawa. 
but Josh, let's go to you first because of that. Give your special shout out, please. Yeah, I'm going to do some cheesy ass shit. You know what? With this spreadsheet and all the work you've done, Matt, this is a shout out to you. Whoa. You wow. put together some wonderful, but actually, meme aside, you actually do put together like some really good shows, mm-hmm. like legitimately. Like I, I was talking to Caleb before we popped off uh, and like I used to do a uh, podcast, if you want to call it that, for a little while on Twitch and it was a shit show, uh, just horrible <laughs> and I dreaded it every time it had to load up. Uh, this I'm like alright cool it's podcast night like yeah sometimes there's nights where you're down and shit and you're like you know just low energy but for the most part it's like the show's entertaining it's solid it's good and I think that's showing with the growth so keep at it big dog this shit's good special shout out to you oh thanks buddy I, I do think that I think we got a good show here and I think all you listeners need to go tell your friends because <laughs> I think that's that's all we need I think we got a good show here Yeah, Mike special shout out please Oh, special shout out to my dog for interrupting the podcast like four different times tonight. I'm sorry, is is Spectre a video game related topic? You can be a Spectre in Mass Effect, so yeah. Yeah. All right, that's the stretchiest stretch of all stretches. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Josh can shout out the Wawa twice. Well, a couple of times the interruptions happened was because the dog needed to go wee-wee and Josh shouted out the Wawa, so uh, we got... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had to go wee wee in the Wii is a console that yeah, we were. Oh shit. The Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I went wee wee in a Wawa um when I was driving through upstate New York. Mm-hmm. Go wee yourself. Yep, piss your pants. Paul yeah. your special shout out, please. Well, just on the note of what Josh said, I do want to say um, I listened to uh, a little bit of the podcast last week that I wasn't on um, with because I want to hear the new intro. And yeah. hearing the new intro with you coming in with like that, like that dead sound like not you but like the dead sound of like your set <laughs> with that like those dead eyes that you just like yeah, yeah, no yeah. no but with like 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 the like the studio you like your your bedroom just like sounds really good oh. and like you sound like just really like profesh you came wow. in so well on like the on like the beat you weren't even listening to it but like it just came in super well and i heard like everyone talk it's one of those things where you, when you're not on it you can judge it a bit better because you're not yeah. cringing at yourself and i was listening to all y'all uh for the first five minutes or so and i was like this is like a great podcast i was like this is good (laughs) like what the hell like i should like be on less of these this is amazing um but no it was really cool to listen to love the new uh intro so i also shout out to matt for like editing together that new intro it it makes a big difference in the uh start of the show but actual really quick actual true shout out is to me um because by winning (laughs) by winning name that game and winning over under tonight i've now tied i've now tied mike for uh for most games won on uh, game group so far so i'm I'm keeping a a running tally now from now on because we're at zero we're zeroed out this is the episode where we just all fillet ourselves Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> We're all just <laughs> also shout out to uh, sh- off. shout out to the patrons uh for giving us so much cash, dude. I bought some crazy shit last <laughs> week. <laughs> but thank you for But for, for real, for thank real. you. We don't we don't spend the cash on anything but uh, improvements for uh, grooves. A special shout out to voiced protagonists. I really don't like most silent protags. I I I, I want to put a little you. spotlight here on the uh, voiced ones out there. Thank you. There is nothing worse than playing uh, a story game with your wife and having a, a silent protagonist. And then you have to like the other personal talk and I have to be like, she'll be like, what did he, what did you just say? Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, I said like something like, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. But also a special shout out to my wife for putting together that spreadsheet. Thank you. That was awesome. That was fun. Yeah. That's, 
that's kind of that's actually some nutty shit to go back and listen to like that many fucking podcasts and document everything like bro i'm barely listening like 30 minutes into podcast i regularly listen to. like listen that's the amount of work she put into that is more work than i put into any projects at my job in the last year easily <laughs> um and also d- doubling Same. doubling down on that too um i know people give us money for this shit but they're your wife is clear is our super fan there is no one <laughs> has gone back and like she's listened to every episode as they came out and then went back and listened to them all again she's listened to every episode twice that is no one else has done that it's funny because she was saying that she's going to do at some point because when she was going through for the spreadsheet she was mostly only skip using the timestamps that i painstakingly put together uh to go to the mini games <laughs> and she's like I, she she said I, that she wants to to go back and listen to every episode all the way through so she can make actual notes from the other segments as well. We'll see if that happens, but that because that'd be nuts. But uh, well, we'll get a let's uh, get a time frame on that and uh, we'll check <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah, set a, de- let's Give her a put deadline. A deadline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> next week. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us here on the Game Groups Podcast, the all-encompassing weekly gaming podcast from us, the Good Night Groups. Now, if you really like the show. We encourage you to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash goodnightgroups, where we currently have two different tiers available. Any and all Ooh. support is greatly appreciated, and it's going to go a long way in improving everything here at the Good Night Groups. The $3 plus tier is getting you access to the show two days early on Friday instead of Sunday. And a special shout out to our honorary groups supporting us in the $5 plus tier. That's Andre D, James B, Jeremy R. Derek versus the world. A round of applause for them, please. Get well soon to Jeremy Renner. I hope this pod is making you feel better. Yes. Keep uh keep keep sending those selfie videos from the hospital. <laughs> we also ask that you take a couple minutes to drop a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Wait, wait sorry, oh. Matt, really quick. Wow, so late. No, I know. I just like I just remembered I got this insane DM uh from this guy who claims he's Jeremy Renner on Twitter. Uh, and Whoa. he told me that if I send him $3 in the form of, uh, well, if I send him my bank info and my CC, yeah. he'll take just $3 from it. Yeah. Um, and then he'll give me some more uh, more explicit pictures of him in the hospital. Oh. Yeah. Um, and so what I'm wondering... <laughs> What I'm wondering is, should I instead give you my credit card and, uh, you know, just like let you take money from that's how Patreon works, right? This is really, really distasteful. (laughs) How far have we gone? (laughs) He offered. We're we're in the wasteland. He offered. It's not him. So it's fine. We also ask that you take a couple minutes to drop a five-star <laughs> review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We deserve it. Everything else. <laughs> Become a patron. Fuck Paul. Make sure to check out. I Good do Night. hate our fans. <laughs> Make sure to check out goodnightgroups.com for all of our content where you'll find this podcast, of course. Southern mm-hmm. Fried Groups, which has a brand new intro. If you haven't watched Southern Fried Groups in a while, go check it out. Check out it's the better than porn. Intro. Episode 49 of Southern Fried Groups is the one that features that new intro. It's called Remastered, so check that out. It is gas. Also, game reviews, which there hasn't there haven't been any in a while, but they are there and, and more. On the website, you'll <laughs> also find... a game find that a, came out. <laughs> you'll find a link to the community Discord. Where's the high on life review, Mike? Where you can hang out with everyone, get the Do quickest you updates, <laughs> yeah. and chat with us. 
on a daily basis. Paul <laughs> shares his breakfast. Share my breakfast daily. Um, Every morning. Make sure you want to get on the Discord and see uh, me <laughs> never mind, eating hospital food besides your... <laughs> <laughs> It's a guy who claims it. A guy who claims he is. It's not him. It's anecdotal. Not for legal purposes. This is anecdotal. I share my Wii U every morning. Before Uh we get out of here, guys, do we have any uh, final thoughts? Uh, No. Uh, The views expressed in this podcast uh, do not reflect Goodnight Groofs and are solely our own. That'll do it for us here today. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Take care, everyone.